Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. On today's episode, the season finale, we speak to Australia fast bowler Kane Richardson about his scare with the coronavirus and wrap up the 2019-20 summer. Before we hear from Kane, let's do our MasterCard moment of the week. But because there's been next to no cricket played in the past week, we're going to do our MasterCard moment of the entire summer. There were plenty to pick from. David Warner's triple century, Manus Labashain's incredible run spree, the huge Boxing Day crowd, the SCG ground staff for getting the BBL final on in an absolute monsoon in Sydney, and Western Australia winning their first WNCL title. There are heaps more, but the winner of the MasterCard moment of the summer has to be the Australian women's cricket team winning the T20 World Cup final in front of 86,174 fans at the Melbourne Cricket Ground. The Aussies didn't have it all their own way. They lost Taylor Vermink before a ball was bowled. They then lost the tournament opener against India. They scraped through the group stage. Elise Perry was hurt in what was effectively a quarterfinal against the White Ferns. They beat the Weather and South Africa in the semi-final before hammering India in the decider to claim a fifth T20 World Cup title. So to Meg Lanning, Matthew Mott and all the players and support staff, congrats on claiming the MasterCard moment of the summer, which I imagine would be right up there in the accolades you have won this season. Now, it's crazy to think that had the Women's World Cup final been played just a week earlier, it might have done so behind closed doors and in front of empty stands at the MCG. That's the impact of COVID-19, the coronavirus, the pandemic that is affecting everybody all around the world in one way or another. While cricket is a very, very small part of the big scheme of things, matches all around the planet have been cancelled, suspended and postponed. Just today, Cricket Australia cancelled the Marsh-Sheffield Shield final, with New South Wales awarded the title, having finished well clear on top of the table after nine rounds. Cricket Australia has also strongly recommended that all club and community cricket stop with a few weeks left in the season. This comes after the Gillette ODI series between Australia and New Zealand was postponed after just one match, which Australia won in front of no fans at the SCG, while the upcoming T20 series in New Zealand has also been postponed as the New Zealand government tightens its border restrictions with Australia following suit. Pretty much all cricket around the world has been suspended and who knows when normal service will resume but folks that should not be a great concern right now. Remember to keep your distance from each other, wash your hands, don't panic, stay safe and be kind to others and before you know it everything will be okay probably. Okay enough of this it's time for Kane Richardson. Kane Richardson thanks for joining us mate. Uh, First of all how are you feeling? I'm feeling quite normal. I'm back home so um, yeah, I, I have a slight uh, runny nose, but I think that's quite normal when you get the cold, so feeling quite good. I think runny nose is more than acceptable at the moment. I don't think that's a, as a symptom, so you're okay. Um, but uh, you had an interesting last week. You were quarantined from the Australian cricket team after reporting a sore throat. Is that going to be the last time you ask for a strepsil on the eve of a match, Richo? 
Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think if in the future, that's a good lesson that if you have a sore throat or um, you need a strep sore, just to dip in your own pocket and go buy it yourself rather than relying on the team doctor to get it for you. So uh, I learned my lesson the hard way, spending 26 hours in quarantine in the team hotel. But uh, thankfully, I'm all good and got the all clear to, to go outside and in the fresh air again, which was a really strange experience. But in all seriousness, seriousness you did the right thing by um, going to the team doc and then the, the procedures were, were followed. Uh, can you explain to the listeners about what happened? What were the next steps after you saw the team doc? Uh, yeah, so um, basically I think I was at risk because I travelled overseas. Uh, I think it was within a week, it might have been two weeks um, at that point. And I had a symptom, one of the four symptoms. So that was the reason I got tested. And I thought it was all a joke at the time. Um, but he was adamant that it wasn't. I uh, spoke to some very official people on the phone to make sure he was doing the right thing. And basically just got the, the biggest swab I've ever seen out and <laughs> stuck it into the back of my nose, in the back of my mouth. So it wasn't a, a pleasurable experience by any stretch. But... Um, I think that's the protocol. So I was happy to go along with it and I wasn't expecting a positive result and thankfully that's what happened. I'm thinking it was a blood test, but it was just a big swab. Yeah, yeah, it's basically... Well, I think a blood test would be better. You get a huge swab stuck to the back of your nose and down the back of your throat. Um, So I'd rather a blood test any day. But yeah, I think it's just enough saliva and snot to, to send to the lab for testing. That's gross. Um, <laughs> talk us about the quarantine. What were you? What were you? Was your mindset? What were you thinking in that room for what twenty six hours? <laughs> well, I felt like Tom Hanks. Well, not Tom Hanks now, but Jeez. Tom Hanks in the movie when he's in the airport. Um, <laughs> the terminal. Yeah, that's on on topic. Yeah, the terminal. Yeah, I felt like that. I think I was just trying to work out how I was going to be able to eat. Um, without coming in contact with anyone else. So I had to send a few messages out to boys in the touring party to pick up my food and then leave it at the door. So um, when they came to leave it at the door, I'd scream out, help, I'm in here, help me. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but it was pretty much just working out how to eat. That was amazing. And everything else, I I could sleep, I could do everything else in the room, but it was just mainly getting food in. So, um, yeah, I had a few few mates who helped out um even the delivery driver was happy to just leave it at the, the hotel door for me so um yeah and it was basically just watching every every channel that was on the tv and i hope you gave the delivery driver a big tip right <laughs> i did yeah i gave him five stars and a two i think gave him two dollars fifty tips so he would have been happy with his work and he didn't have to see me either which was always a positive and he's uh he's coronavirus free which is uh the biggest gift of all. What was it like when you got the news that you were you were negative um, and then I, I guess you just made your way to the ground as soon as you could? Yeah, um, well, I, I was starting to worry the last few hours because I got told the test would come back at, you know, 3 o'clock in the afternoon and then got pushed back to 6 and then 7.30 maybe and then I still hadn't heard. So I was like, well, it's like when the third umpire takes a lot longer. It's like, well, he's probably going to give this out, isn't he? So... Um, <laughs> I started to think that I was going to test positive, but then at about 8 o'clock I got the call from um, from Cassie who worked at one of the local hospitals and said, all good, you're, you're clear, you haven't got anything at all actually. So um, that was good to know that I haven't got anything. Um, so basically just got my bags and rushed to the ground. I wouldn't usually be so quick to go to the cricket, but I actually wanted to get outside for once. So um, 
yeah, straight in the cabin, got down to the SCG. What was it like arriving with the game, you know, 60, 70% over and no no fans in the stands? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I knew what to expect from watching it on TV, but uh, to be honest, it's pretty much like a state game. That's what it felt like. Mm. So it wasn't that unusual for uh, for some of us who play a lot more domestic one-day cricket and, and shield cricket. It was a little bit like that. But, um, yeah, it was a strange feeling. I went straight down to the bench. Matty Wade was there just telling me everything that had happened and, Basically, it's a long day twelfth manning when there's a hundred thousand people there. But he said it was the longest day of his life, just sitting there watching that game. Um, so he was pretty keen for the game to wrap up, and uh, luckily the boys got the job done very quickly. So I wasn't there that long. Now, did, it, did the team change much about the way they conducted themselves in the lead up to that game? I know um, uh, Justin Langer said that they weren't going to stop the handshakes and even Dave Warner was kind of bullish with it, the bull being bullish. That's unsurprising. But um, did, you guys, did you guys do anything? I mean, throughout the game, there was no more handshakes. There was just the elbow taps and fist bumps. Did that stuff all carry on before the game? Yeah, I think when JL spoke um, was when we landed back in Australia. And at that point, it wasn't as big, obviously, as it is now. It's, it's huge. So we were quite... Not jokingly about it, but we just thought, well, we're not going to do anything different because we have no reason to. But I think by the day before the game, that's when it all started to come out. Um, and then it was mainly our doctor who sent out the guidelines for um, what he thought was the best way to go about it on the field. And again, their guidelines, if you, you know, Smithy spits on his hands every ball in the field and he said, well, you know, that's part of how I go about it. So it's probably a bad habit, Smithy. You should probably get out of doing that, by the way. But... Yeah. Um, I think I think basically we just got told like if you can avoid it and I think the Kiwis set the precedent by the way they did it in the field. Um, they kind of took the piss a little bit with it, but I think that was perfect. So the boys just kind of followed their lead. Now you're a big NBA fan. That season has been suspended as it is, but uh, a lot of the players over there are very inventive with their handshakes and greetings. Did you or any other teammates come up with some new ways to greet each other? <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't think we had time, but. Well, no, we didn't come up with anything at all. Um, as, as it showed on the field, I think a few boys did the elbow tap. Um, I liked what the Kiwis did with the shoe tap. I think that's mm. quite inventive. But I saw a celebration in the rugby league over the weekend, I think it was, where they got the hand, like pretend hand sanitizer out and squirted it around to the boys and they all rubbed it in. So, um, yeah, cricket is a pretty basic, aren't we? Just high fives are our go-to. So if you take that away from us, we haven't got much to go to. Yeah, the uh, NRL players do the hand sanitizer try celebration, then all hug each other. So uh, it's a kind of yeah. cancels yep. each other out, doesn't it, a little bit. <laughs> um, can you just believe how quickly things have moved? I mean, a week ago well, from that game, Australia and India were playing in front of 87,000 people at the MCG in the World Cup final. Uh, and then a week later, Australia and New Zealand are playing in front of empty stands. Um, this is a really serious... We joke about it, but it's a really serious thing. Can you just believe how quickly things have moved? Yeah, well, that that, that was the main thing on Sunday. Uh, uh, what day was it when the series got cancelled? I think Sunday the series got cancelled. Mm. So we are kind of all sitting around chatting about it. And it was like, well, this has happened out of nowhere. We were... A lot of us were basically going to be away from now to the end of IPL. So to now be sitting at home with absolutely no idea what the next game of cricket is going to be for any of us is just, just shows how quickly this has grown. And I think even a week ago yesterday, we were flying back from South Africa and, you know, you practice good hygiene, but there was no sort of 
of coronavirus at all in the air or when we got back to the airport. So, um, yeah, it's just amazing how quick it grew. I think it was the Thursday, the day before the first one day, that everyone started to, you know, send messages out going, well, what's what's happening with our games? What's going to happen? Because um, that's when it really took off. So it's hard to believe that we're sitting here at home with, you know, everything being cancelled. But when you actually watch the, watch the news and um, see what's going on in the world, it's definitely the right call. Absolutely. Have you made any adjustments to the way you're going about things with um, the coronavirus going around? Uh, no, I'm pretty OCD with my hand washing anyway. I've been giving shit uh, about that for a long time, but I guess in these kind of circumstances, I'm at a I'm at an advantage now. So <laughs> um, I thank my mum for that. I remember watching her as a kid. I was like, Mum, why do you wash your hands so much? And she went, she said, I don't know, I just like cleaning my hands. So then I kind of started doing the same thing. It's become a habit. So... Um, yeah, I don't know. Just well, just following the guidelines again as as what's been recommended by keeping your hands clean, your phone clean, and basically coughing into your elbows. It's pretty pretty solid advice. So hopefully, when this all dies down, we continue to practice those things because they're probably a good habit to get into. Absolutely, and as you've proven uh, from that giant swab, that there's nothing wrong with you. So wash your hands out there, people. Exactly, and the boys were a bit hesitant to see me and I said well actually I'm the only guy here who's been given the all clear so really I'm the healthiest one here I should probably be covering myself up from you guys that's a very but good of point of course nothing's happened to them yeah uh, fingers crossed now there's been some developments since the uh, one day series has been cancelled uh, that T20 series as you said no more IPL's been pushed back and uh, just today that the Shield final has been cancelled. New South Wales are the winners. Uh, are you comfortable with how this, this has all played out, how that last round of Shield cricket was was cancelled, now the Shield final cancelled, and even club and community cricket, Cricket Australia, are strongly recommending that all cease. So basically cricket now has stopped in Australia. Are you happy with how it's all been handled and played out? Right. I, don't, well, I didn't know that about the Shield final, but I think, I think in regards to that and the last round of Shield, I think that's the right call. There's no real need to to play those games, especially the games that didn't have an impact on the season. And even looking at the ladder, I think New South Wales, everyone would agree, are a worthy champion. So um, I think that's fair enough. In regards to club cricket, that's, uh, that's a tough one, I guess. You don't have to travel. I think the main issue that a lot of boys had was, you know, travelling away, even interstate, away from home. And if you happen to catch it, you're stuck in a hotel room for two weeks. Um, that, that's, the, that's the sticking point I reckon a lot of guys weren't comfortable with whereas you know, we obviously don't want to get it but if you get it at home you can, you can be quarantined for two weeks and you're probably going to be able to you know, go about your life in some way um, normally so I think that was the main issue but look, if it's the advice again we just want to get on top of this don't we so um, just play some backyard cricket maybe in the meantime until this all goes back to normal Yep, that's the Big Bash mobile game. There's lots of other alternatives there as well. Just some, <laughs> some free plugs stick in cricket. there. Yes, stick cricket, my word. Test match, yeah. I think Marnus. There's, is... always, there's always options. Test <laughs> match, exactly. Um, now that, there's always that, options. There's always options. The, the IPL has been delayed, as we mentioned. Um, it's pushed back to April 15 at this stage. Uh, now, some of the fans have been asking, what's doing with the player salaries? And when I say fans, I mean Pat Cummins, who signed a $3 million deal. <laughs> Do we know what's going on there? Um, again, it changes daily. I think looking at um, uh, the RCB WhatsApp, there's always information flying around. And um, I spoke to one of the guys yesterday, and they said there's literally 12 scenarios that could happen. So um, 
the 15th is the date they've come out and said, but it could push back to, you know, the 21st, the 25th. And I think if it's after the 25th, that's when games start getting reduced or lost uh, and the tournament becomes smaller. But in terms of <laughs> in terms of salary, I think, you know, even 50% of 3.2, I'm not a mathematician, but that's 1.6. That's still a lot of money. So I'm sure Paddy will be all right. Even if the season does get reduced, I'm sure he'll find a way to... Uh, Bought some food on the table, and I think of all cricketers, um, he's probably got a few uh, cash reserves <laughs> sitting there for a rainy day. Yeah, I'm sure he does. He bought a farm not long ago, so anyone who can buy a farm just to go holiday on is probably not struggling. But yeah. um, I think, like anything, I think we're just waiting here. A lot of blokes have opinions on, you know, it's going to get cancelled, this and that. But again, it can change. It can change in a day. It can change in a week. So just sit by the phone and. Basically, get ready to play for the fifteenth at the moment. That's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. Geez, that's going to be a frantic season if it starts a couple of weeks later and there are no games lost. Yeah, it's going to be busy, but that's India as well. It's busy's good in India. I think any time you get a week between games, you kind of go a bit crazy. You want to keep playing and tra- traveling and moving. So, you know, maybe this is the future. Maybe you know, a season in three weeks. Maybe we can do it. Maybe this is the precedent that. You know, Big Dash could follow. We could get a season done in a month. Well, yeah, well, I mean, everyone's sort of asking for fewer games, a tighter window. Maybe it'll come about. Um, it's pretty remarkable when you look at things because, as we've seen, the AFL and NRL are being severely impacted by this. Just how lucky cricket was to get pretty much all the summer in before this yeah. coronavirus hit. Uh, when you look back at things, I mean, even that World Cup final, the, the timing was very, very fortunate for cricket. It was, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's the way it looks with that women's game. Again, going back, what, eight, nine days ago, and no one even thought of coronavirus in, you know, in a large setting like that. So I think, yeah, we've been lucky. And I think everyone, even though these games have been cancelled and um, as bad as that is, I think everyone's kind of cricketed out now and it's footy season, it's rugby season, it's all that kind of thing. So hopefully, I mean, as a supporter, I want to sit back on Thursday night and watch some ASL. So hopefully that doesn't get cancelled because... Yeah, I'm ready for that. So, um, but again, I'm sure they'll take their recommended advice and do the right thing. But yeah, it'd be a, it'd be a pretty boring time in Australia if we've got no sport to watch on TV. I know it's it's a fabric of the culture here, Kane, as so many people have said. Uh, but as an athlete, uh, and you're going to be a fan on Thursday, hopefully when the AFL kicks off. But as an athlete, do you want to keep playing? Because I mean, say so this was at the start of the summer. Um, do you do you want to keep playing because you know you have that responsibility um, to entertain and provide that escape for fans out there? Yeah, I think that's part of it, definitely. Yeah, I think, I mean, looking at from a football player's perspective as well, they've been building up since October, November for you know this weekend. So to then put that on hold or change that would be quite tough. It's like in a you know, you train pre-season for cricket and it's nowhere near as hard as football, but you're just building up and all you want to do is play that first game and get into the season. So um, there's that. And as you say, it's the biggest sport in Australia, isn't it? So there's that entertainment that comes with it. People in bad times want to be able to sit down and take their mind off it by, you know, watching their football team play. So oh, it's a huge responsibility. So that's, that's the sticking point now, I guess, for the AFL and the players to work out. But I mean, hopefully it goes ahead. We all want to sit back and watch footy, but then in the same breath, if they cancel, I think everyone would understand the reasons why as well. Kane, I think you find cricket is the biggest sport in the country. Just a slight 
correction there. Oh yeah, sorry, I was talking about the football codes. Yeah, oh, course. that's the yeah, biggest correct. of yeah, the biggest yeah, codes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But yeah. still second. Yeah. yeah, we're on the same page here. <laughs> um, let's talk about the cricket and the season has, has just gone. Um, Australia unbeaten at home on summer in the summer. They had that um, slip up in South Africa, but how about how are you feeling about? Your spot, I think you said in Canberra. When was that? Last summer or was it the start of this summer? It's all sort of blending yeah. into one. About two years ago, wasn't it? Was yeah, it? When you were saying you, you feel like yeah. you're playing for your, your spot every game. Um, how do you feel now? Comfortable because you're playing, playing the T20s and the one-dayers? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it was firstly a great summer for Australian cricket. I think 10 years since we went a whole home summer unbeaten. Um, at home, that is. Um, so that's a, that's a great achievement. Um Oh, in terms of me, it's been a long summer. I think, yeah, thinking back to the start in September, we played those, I think, the JLT one-day state games at the start, and then to be here now, um, yeah, it's been a lot of cricket, a lot of talk manning as well along the way. But, um, yeah, in terms of where I'm at, I still feel similar to what I said in Canberra. I think in the T20s, I've definitely found a starting role there. Um, one-days are probably a bit different. I'm, I'm still a few back, but... Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a good experience. Uh, it was was a challenge. Um, we wanted our best in those one day games. I think no excuses, but I reckon a lot of boys were tired and weary after a huge summer, especially the boys who play all formats. So um, yeah, that was disappointing. But I think um, the T20 team seems to be in a really good spot going forward. And I think hopefully, if this all clears up in the winter, we got another big series in England the White Ball team and obviously the Test team in Bangladesh. So there's a lot of hard cricket coming up before that World Cup. So, yeah, for me, it's just about doing enough to stay in and around that side, hopefully for the big dance in October. What kind of impact does um, having the same squad play a majority of the series? I mean, really, from that South Africa T20 tour, there was only Glenn Maxwell who might have come into that team. Um and he's been injured, so I mean, feeling fit, he would have he, he got picked, so he would have been there. What kind of uh, impact does it have on the group that you're playing with the same group of players from tour to tour and building up to that World Cup? Yeah, well, it's no. I don't think you need to be a genius to know that teams are consistent in terms of their selections and the ones that are winning. Um, Boys then learn, you know, about other players. Um, you figure out what overs you're going to bowl, even little things like fielding positions, blokes just, you know, you have your fielding position that you go to and then you kind of work around whoever's bowling, just little things like that where if you've been together for a, a certain amount of time, you figure that stuff out a lot quicker. So, yeah, I think it's helped. I think the five bowler um, tactic that we've had in the T20s has helped because, again, there's been um, the same group of five bowlers really playing or, or rotating around. So I think Everyone um, has a really good idea of what's required of them, what their role is going to be, and what overs they're going to bowl. So, um, and and the main thing is we've all performed um, during that time as well. So, yeah, I mean, hopefully, for, in my point of view, selfishly, I hope that continues going forward to the World Cup. But um, as we know in cricket and sport, injuries and, and form can pop up. So, um, always willing to adapt with what happens. But I think at the moment, everyone feels really comfortable in that T20 team. What's it like having the two spinners in a T20 team, Agar and Zampa? I mean, it seems like Zampa's gone to another level. And Ashton Agar takes yeah. the T20 hat-trick. Um, how does that help? Or what does that do to the, to the fast bowlers in the team, uh, having two spinners in the side? Well, it helps get, get through overs quicker, which is always a bonus in any form of cricket. You want to get in and out as fast as you can. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as you said, Zampa's on another level at the moment. I think he's bowling 
he probably admit it as well. Bowling the best he has in his career, I think, even in one day cricket as well, he's turning into a bit of a banker. So, um, and Ash kind of flew under the radar that home summer. Um, didn't get hit for many runs, didn't take a heap of wickets, but just um, was so miserly in his economy and um, the role he played through those middle overs. So, as quick bowlers, you just know as soon as the the power play's done, five fielders are out, those boys will come on and go about their, their their work and then basically for you it's about either cleaning up the mess at the end or just um or finishing it off. So um I think they've both matured a lot in the last few years. They know their games really well and how to bowl in different conditions on different size crowns as well. So um that's a huge advantage going forward for Australia to have two spinners in a home world cup will be a really big advantage. Was there any extra carry-on from Aston Agar when he took that hat-trick? <laughs> well, he's usually... He never celebrates usually, so when he took that hat-trick, he definitely carried on, which is <laughs> fair enough. I mean, the international hat-trick, but, you know, you've got to be consistent as well, Ash. So from now on, if you get a one fight, you have to celebrate it like you took that hat-trick. But <laughs> um, in, ter- in terms of off no, he's a very uh, laid-back, easy-going guy. So um, he just forgot about it pretty quickly and just moved on. How have you seen... Aaron Finch developed as a captain. You've experienced him a lot with the Renegades uh, in the last couple of years, but how have you seen him grow into the role in the national team? He's uh, pretty similar, um, especially on the field. I mean, he, he... I don't know if viewers at home can see it, but he can get angry at times and he can dish out sprays and um, he can spray some blokes if they're not paying attention or doing their job. Um, but he's also very proactive. He's always looking for wickets. He's aggressive. He wants to keep the game moving. So, um, I mean, the, the biggest things I've learned playing on Finch is the biggest rule is to watch him at all times in the field. Because if you're not watching him and he's trying to get your attention, he's going to spray you the next time he's within an ear's distance. Um, and then the second thing as a bowler is just always be ready to go. And that's, I mean, that sounds simple and stupid, but as I said before, you feel like you have your roles, but he can also twist out on the head if we need a wicket. And, you know, you meet your stark, you're on. You're on in the eighth over to get couldn't the cock out or whoever it is. So, basically, under Finchie, you just got to always be ready for something. Um, and his fields are super aggressive at times as well. So, you just basically turn around at the top of your mark, have a look and, and go. So, he'll, he'll do all the work for you. You touched on it then, but I forgot to mention Mitchell Stark. He just made a habit of getting out Quinton de Kock, just taking out his middle stump during that series. T20s one day, is, he certainly had the uh, the wood over him. He did, yeah. It was well. That's what he does, I guess. There's no surprises there in terms of motor dismissal. I think he's one of the greats at hitting the stumps. But yeah, they're pretty stiff, Quinton. There were a couple of absolute seeds there as well with the new ball. So. Um, and then when it showed in Port Elizabeth when he didn't get him out early, I think he made 70 off 40 balls, which was probably the difference in the game of the game we lost at Port Elizabeth. So, um, yeah, huge weapon for Australian cricket to have someone like that. And um, we we're pretty nervous in that last one day when they sent him home to watch uh, Alyssa play in the World Cup. We thought, well, who's going to get Quinton out? He's going to go nuts. But <laughs> luckily, we, l- luckily, we had Josh Hazelwood as well, who picked him up a couple of times in the one day. So, um, yeah, but Stucky, huge weapon, um, just a massive advantage to have something like that in Ukraine. Have you seen any episodes of the, the doco, the test? I haven't, no, I haven't watched any. Um, I don't know why, but part of me is because I feel like I've seen it. I've, I was there for most of it, so not obviously not the test side of things, but um, yeah, I don't know, I've got a bit of time on my hands now, so maybe I will sit down and, um, and have a look. But I've heard great things, the doc 
who uh, who put it all together. He's a great man and he's good at his job, so I'm sure it'll be amazing. Yeah, he was on last week's episode. Have you got a? Can you remember one of the the better jokes that he's told? I mean, he he made it very specific last year, uh, last week that um, he draws a line at racism and misogyny, which I think should be ruled yep. for everybody um, in all walks of life. But uh, um, can you can you remember one that uh, either went really well or didn't go really well? Because he was saying that some of his best jokes were the ones where he forgot the punchline. Oh, I don't think he's forgotten the punchline too often. I think he's not doing himself a service there. But, I mean, in terms of the jokes, I definitely won't be repeating them now and <laughs> ever to anyone. But, no, nah, look, he copped it. Look, I'm an easy laugh. So you're asking the wrong guy. I'll laugh at anyone's jokes, mainly out of feeling bad for them. But um, the doc is a funny man. But he will say a joke that I will find hilarious and I reckon 80% of the, the squad will say, that's shit, doc. You're pathetic. <laughs> Never again. But then the next meeting will come up and Jay will say, Doc, you've got one for us? And I said, Doc, you, you can say no. Like, you pull out great material and you keep, constantly keep getting shit thrown at you. I would just say no, but he just keeps coming back to the world. So um, just great having him around, to be honest. Especially when you're touring and you're, you're kind of just dragging on and the grind's getting to you. To have a bloke like that around and you can just lift the mood by telling a shitty joke is, is so valuable. So... He's a great man. Hopefully, he keeps making documentaries for the rest of, uh, you know, at least the next, you know, four or five years, so all these boys can experience having the doc around. He's the Invisible Man. Uh, you can get the test on Amazon Prime. Sign up for a free 30-day trial. There's a little plug for that, Richo. So, you may not have to pay if you're going to lose some of that IPL money. It's free. So there you go. Oh, it's free, is that? Yeah. Oh, in that case, yeah, I'll jump right on. But then you yeah, got I'll to make sure I cancel. I'll cancel my subscription just before it comes out of my account. Well, I would suggest you know why not keep it going? You know, it's not that expensive, <laughs> and uh, there's lots of great shows and films and things on there. So documentaries. Um, so yeah, look it up. Amazon Prime, very good. Uh, so what are you, you going to do now, Rich? Are you still training? Um, are you still practicing with your teammates, or has it all become sort of self isolation, individual work? Um, well, yeah, good question. It's I've got no idea. I've, as I said, the IPL date is probably going to move two or three times in the next week and, and two or three times in the week after. So in terms of getting prepared for that, it's going to be quite difficult, but um, just trying to keep in reasonable shape, maybe bowl some balls in the backyard to the dog, <laughs> um, stuff like that. But yeah, in terms of training, um, here in South Australia, we've got a few meetings to wrap up the season, but there's nothing official. So um, yeah, I don't know. I have to find something to do. If you've got any ideas, yell out. But maybe I'll try knitting or, or some kind of hobby like that. Maybe do, yeah, something like that. Maybe Make some sweaters. Maybe look at getting a, a tattoo. Uh, they're, they're all the rage these days. Um, you're probably due for a new one. Yeah, but then there's the. Uh, I've got to go face to face with someone for that. Mm. So you know, there's always a risk. You know, if I, if I could do it myself, I probably would do that. But um, well, there's something I'm you could look into. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe I can practice in the next few few weeks. I'm I'm more looking at things I can do on my own. Okay, we get a more get some ink and a needle gun or something like that. You'd be able to. Yeah, maybe something like that. But um, I'm sure I'll find something to do to keep myself busy. This is a this will be an interesting one for you guys because um, Jamie Siddons is is part of ways with South Australia as the head coach. So what are like the exit interviews or the end of season wrap ups for Redbacks going to be like this time? Um, well, they're this week. I don't know who's... I've been out of the loop. I haven't, I haven't been actually with the Redbacks since about November, I think. So, good question. Um, I think Tim Nielsen 
will be running the show um, in terms of wrapping the place up. And then from there, it will be the search for a new coach. So um, it's, I guess, exciting always moving forward to know there's um, you know, possibly someone new to come in and spice the place up. So, um, yeah, but we'll get those meetings done and they'll make the tough decisions. All right. Kane, thank you so much for your time, mate. Uh, congratulations on being Australia's healthiest cricketer. Um, after that giant swab in the back of your throat, but uh, very glad that um, you were past negative and uh, that uh, the game went ahead. And um, yeah, let's just hope this um, this we get through this really tough period and uh, cricket can be played uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, always a pleasure. I, uh, I was a bit hesitant when you asked because I assumed that you had no one else who wanted to come on this podcast. But as you said, Australia's healthiest cricket. I'm not doing much else, am I? So. Um, yeah, it was an absolute pleasure. Just make sure everyone out there, keep your hands clean, wash your hands, and uh, we'll be fine. Fantastic. Mate, you were the first on the list because I knew you were the healthiest one. Not, <laughs> I'm not shaking Steve Smith's hands anymore, that's for sure. That's true. Yeah, and everyone out there, don't ask for an autograph or a selfie from Steve Smith. He spits <laughs> on his hands. <laughs> You're welcome. For now, he might change that. Yeah, hopefully he does. All right. Thanks, mate. Take care. Thanks, Sonny. That's it for this week's episode of the Unplayable Podcast brought to you by MasterCard. It's also the last episode of the season, so a big thanks to all the guests that came on this season and to Paddy Horan and Mike Morris down at headquarters and, of course, our good friends at MasterCard. However, the most important thank you goes to all the listeners and to everybody who subscribed, rated and reviewed the Unplayable Podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your good podcasts from. Who knows when exactly we'll be back, but until we are, if you're after breaking cricket news, in-depth feature articles, video highlights, classic clips from the vault, and live scores from all around the world, head to cricket.com.au and the C8 Live app. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.